And I wish that this is something that as women, we were more educated on because it is very, very, very important. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Wholehearted Health Podcast. I'm your host, Elsie Seberg. And on this show, we are going to chat all things nutrition, mindset, and fitness to help you find your balance in your health journey and feel the most confident and free by making sense of one topic at a time. Welcome back to the show, guys. So when I am recording this, I just got back from a trip to Minnesota, where I'm from, and it got me thinking about several summers ago, um, and even last summer, right after I moved to Florida, I got my cycle back after five years of not having a period. So if you don't know what it is, I was suffering from hypothalamic amenorrhea. So that's a condition where menstruation stops for more than three months due to a problem with your hypothalamus essentially. So your HPA axis kind of controls your hormones and that signal between like your ovaries to ovulate. So basically my hormones were just kind of offline for a really long time. It can also be referred to as the female athlete triad because it's very common in high-level athletes or basically women who train competitively and probably have a lower body fat percentage. Um, We do hold essential levels of hormones as women in our body fat. So if we have too lean of a physique, we're tending to lose our cycles more often. And I think a lot of people write this off as like, oh, I'm just super active. I bring this up because when I was looking for answers, I knew that excessive exercise, high stress, inadequate calories, a low body fat percentage, those were all contributing to my body just saying like, absolutely not are we in a safe place to bring a baby into the world right now. But I was looking for answers with my primary care doctor because at the time I thought I want to get lab work done I want to see what's going on under this under the hood and they told me okay you can go on birth control this is going to fix the problem and coming from my background obviously I've done a lot of my own research and hormones is something there's something that I'm really passionate about and there's something that I'm I would say semi-educated on. So to see and hear several doctors over the years that were not concerned with me not getting my cycle, trying to prescribe me birth control to quote unquote regulate my cycle, which is a lie by the way, I was realizing that not only are so many women on hormonal birth control, so many women are just blindly trusting and following that that is a decent option for them. and. Thankfully, I knew and I was my own advocate and I said, absolutely not. That is simply a band-aid for the issue. And I'm sure that if you're listening to this, you maybe are in that boat where in high school you were prescribed birth control for something that was completely unrelated and maybe just something as I say simple lightly, but you had some sort of hormonal imbalance. So you were having symptoms like acne, like painful periods, like weight gain or bloating or whatever and your doctor just said here you go if you have bad pms this will fix the problem and that is not true so today i want to give you guys just a really brief overview of 
what hormonal birth control is doing in your body and what you can do to ensure that you are making the best decision for yourself and whether that's meaning for future fertility, for your current just well-being and overall livelihood because I've dealt with this with many clients where you aren't feeling like yourself. You're not feeling good. And maybe the initial symptoms that you got put on birth control to mask went away or maybe they didn't. But maybe other things were popping up and rearing their heads in its place. So I want you guys to just be made aware. And I wish that this is something that as women we were more educated on because it is very, very, very important. So let's dive in. So essentially, hormonal birth control is releasing either a synthetic progesterone or estrogen or combination of those hormones into your system. And in turn, your body stops producing natural hormones. It gets the signal, hey, there's plenty of hormones to go around right now. We don't need to produce our own. So when the luteinizing hormones are suppressed, we aren't ovulating. Therefore, no eggs are released. Therefore, we can't get pregnant. So that is what birth control does in your body. That's why you aren't getting a true period. Because if you were, that would mean you were ovulating. And we aren't. So... Bleeding on birth control is just a withdrawal bleed, and we'll talk more about that. But we could almost call being on hormonal birth control a chemically induced menopause, in a sense. Now, what hormonal birth control does not do, it does not balance your hormones. These are a few misconceptions that I commonly hear, and I think that this is usually people think that you get on hormonal birth control prior to going on the pill. And if it was given to you to cover up symptoms like we discussed before, they will still be there when you get off. So if you got on the pill and you maybe had just some estrogen dominance and you were having maybe really bad acne or really heavy painful periods, your natural periods aren't getting better when you are on synthetic hormones. That is simply just covering up. We didn't get to the root cause. We didn't balance out your hormones naturally. And like the second thing that I mentioned before, hormonal birth control also does not give you a real period. So if you do get off, your body will likely start ovulating again within a few months if things are good. If not, and if there was maybe an imbalance prior, that may still be there. And you may have issues with post-pilomenorrhea and things like that, not cycling on your own. But there is always a root cause. Birth control is a band-aid. If there's a deeper issue going on, birth control does not fix it. Commonly, I will have clients who have these basically patterns of symptoms when they are on hormonal birth control. And it's probably something that you've been on it for 5, 10 plus years, not even realizing the effect that it's having on your body, your internal health, your vitality. A couple of things that are really, really big are your gut health. Your gut microbiome is essentially just destroyed from hormonal birth control. It kills off those good bacteria. So if we have poor gut health, you're going to experience things like gas, bloating, leaky gut, constipation. And when the intestinal lining is damaged from this chronic poor gut health, this can actually lead to some nutrient malabsorption, inflammation. Your body is just chronically stressed, dysfunction with your HPA axis, and that can actually lead to chronic conditions like autoimmune diseases, overall inflammation in the body, 
combined with nutrient depletion, because we'll talk about how birth control actually depletes many essential vitamins and minerals. I always have my clients supplement with liver or some sort of grass-fed beef organs because those are going to help replenish a lot of what is depleted when we're on hormonal birth control. Your body is going to be inflamed and even if it's on a lower level, even if you maybe don't feel it, a lot of times I see women just normalizing these symptoms. Anxiety, depression. Women are 80% more likely to develop depression and be probably described more drugs for that mental health condition when they are on birth control. It dysregulates our bodies so, so much. If you are experiencing like low sex drive, metabolic dysfunction or disruptions, there's a very strong correlation between estrogen and our thyroid hormones, which control a part of our metabolism. So if you're feeling like things are just out of whack, your body is not responsive, your body is just not functioning well, this is very, very likely there's a correlation here. We also usually see kind of blood sugar issues. Um, if you have a hard time kind of regulating that, it goes, like I said, right back into insulin sensitivity, thyroid, metabolic health, hormone health. That all plays a big role in how we can just function on a day-to-day -day basis. Deal with the root cause of whatever the hormonal imbalances are there. We need a balance of progesterone and estrogen. So when we have synthetic hormones in our system, we can make attempts to subdue the symptoms or to get you more comfortable, but until someone comes off fully off of hormonal birth control, we can't necessarily fix the root issue. That's with the hormonal um, imbalances. It's like we need to kind of rip the Band-Aid off. So I usually help my clients transition if they decide that that's the right decision for them. Um, but we need to be able to start producing those hormones naturally again. I would like to say our cycle is our fifth vital sign. So it's something that we need in order to feel our best and to function optimally. So if you're having thyroid issues, you're having gut issues, you're having brain fog or mood swings or all these things and you've been on birth control for a long time and you just don't feel like yourself, don't ignore it. Our bodies want to thrive. Our bodies want to be in balance but we can't be continuously pumping it with things that are straight up harmful. Even in the, like, the most basic sense of if we want to avoid like nutrient deficiencies, even if you're still on the pill or something, you can still support yourself. You can still supplement smart. And there are a lot of other things that I recommend. I do want to recap kind of what we can do to support hormone balance just as a whole, because there are so, so, so many things that go into it that we just overlook as playing a role. The first thing is eating breakfast. I know that there's a lot of trends and some people may feel that they thrive when they're intermittent fasting. But if you're someone who's skipping breakfast, we are doing our hormones a disservice. Healing hormones and fasting do not go hand in hand. So eating breakfast, you can eat within 30 minutes or an hour of waking up, getting regular balanced meals in. That is going to help us, one, blunt the cortisol response. So when we wake up, our cortisol is actually highest in the morning. So those stress hormones are kicking us into that fight or flight. We want to get ourselves out of that stressed state as much as possible, and carbs help us do that. So eating breakfast and eating regularly throughout the day, it's going to help us keep blood sugar stable, keep our metabolism running, and help us manage stress. 
Stress is a very, very big player when it comes to hormonal imbalances. So when cortisol goes up, estrogen goes up. And when estrogen is up, we have a hard time producing enough progesterone to stay in balance. And this is when we can experience a lot of uncomfortable symptoms. So managing our stress is huge. We want to make sure that we are managing not only our physical stress, things that we're experiencing day to day, running around like crazy, like we need to rest, but we also need to manage our emotional, psychological, mental stress as well. And that's something that I work with my clients a lot on just like self-regulation. If you are running around like a chicken with your head cut off or you're in toxic situations regularly, we need to make sure that you're setting boundaries and that you're advocating for yourself. If you cannot manage your stress, we can't heal in the same environment we got sick in. And life is way too short to feel like garbage. So stress is, we, we really, we don't take into account how much of an effect it really has on our physical health. And so our bodies perceive that as a threat all day long. And if we don't start to regularly manage that, and have those healthy coping mechanisms, healthy regulating resources to get ourselves back to a good state, we're going to really struggle to get things internally balanced again. Eating enough bioavailable protein is super important. So animal sources like collagen, bone broth, meat, fish, high quality dairy, those things are really, really nourishing for our bodies and our hormones. We don't want to have to make our bodies work extra hard to digest or process these things if we're eating a ton of plant protein that can actually be harder on digestion when we're trying to write that. Bringing me to my next point, we need to be detoxing. And this is something where when I say detoxing, our body has natural detox pathways. Going to the bathroom regularly, if you're constipated, you're not detoxing. So we detox excess hormones like excess estrogen through going to the bathroom. If we're not going to the bathroom at least once a day, we are risking reabsorbing that estrogen back into our systems, which is just going to compound the issues. So we want to support our liver detox. We want to support going to the bathroom. We want to sweat regularly. And we also want to avoid adding in excess, basically things that can harm our body and cause more inflammation. So when I say that, I mean like polyunsaturated fats. Those things are killers. And I am going to go out on a limb here and say that it's in everything. Start looking out for it and you'll realize it's in everything. Polyunsaturated fats are basically just really inflammatory seed oils and things that really just bog down our systems, cause oxidative stress. They make our lives for our hormones an actual hell. We can offset this if you have been consuming polyunsaturated fats for your whole life. We can help body to cope and detox them by supplementing with a quality vitamin E. If you have any questions on these supplements I'm rattling off, guys, please, please shoot me a message on Instagram. Don't blindly supplement. These are things that are very specific to each person. Did talk about managing your stress, but that goes into caffeine as well. So if you're overdoing caffeine, we don't want to be abusing it. It is a stressor. Our body receives that as, oh my gosh, we're running from a bear because it really does spike up our cortisol response. 
So we want to make sure that we are minimizing caffeine to keep our hormones happy and healthy and balanced. And you'll find that you probably have a cap where you are sensitive up to a certain point and you want to make sure you're staying within that. I recommend my clients are not getting any more than 150 to 200 milligrams of caffeine a day. And I personally notice I am way more anxious, way more stressed. I get hormonal acne if I overdo caffeine, even beyond one cup of like half calf or less a day. Another way we can support hormone balance is movement, strength training, strategic cardio. Do not be doing hit cardio every day if you're trying to balance your hormones or period. That is going to be so much stress on your body. We need a really yin and yang balance of movement that is going to support our metabolism, support our hormones, and then also rest. We need adequate rest in order to recover. So those are my biggest tips, guys, to support hormone balance. And I also want to talk about some options that if you are on hormonal birth control and you're like, okay, that sounds great, but I don't want to have a kid right now. What do I do, Elsie? So I want to kind of help empower you that you don't feel like you need to rely on a hormonal birth control if pregnancy is not your goal right now. We want to be able to use some non-hormonal options that are going to keep us functioning optimally, keep us feeling good without those nasty side effects. So the first is going to be barrier methods. Obviously, condoms, things like that are not hormonal. Used correctly, they're going to be really effective. The second is cycle tracking. Fertility awareness method is something where you can be paying attention to how you feel throughout your cycle, how your body is changing, your basal body temperature, your cervical mucus, all of those things. And it seems weird, but guys, getting in tune with your body is so, so valuable, even if you are not trying to get pregnant or you are, either way, you want to just start to pay attention to those things. Our bodies are so smart, so cool. They're going to tell us things. So if things are out of whack, we're going to notice that if we pay attention to those symptoms. The other is temp tracking, which I talked about, but that's going to just basically be paying attention to your basal body temperature right away when you wake up in the morning. That is going to ebb and flow, and it will help indicate to you when you're ovulating. So we, then you'll know your fertility window, and we can actually only get pregnant about six days a month. That is when we are fertile. So sperm can live in the body, I believe, up to five days. So if we are only ovulating for 12 to 24 hours, and then we are only basically able to get pregnant for five days after that, we only have a six-day window that we really need to be careful. When you look at it that way, that is something that can help empower you to not feel like you need to be on a hormonal birth control all the time. And I also want to mention the copper IUD. While the copper IUD is non-hormonal, you will still be cycling on your own. You will still be getting a natural period. There can be side effects, just like with any method. However, that's going to be for people who don't want to have to necessarily worry about doing something regularly or paying as close attention. That's going to be something where you get it inserted and you forget about it. And if you have any questions about that, I will be fully transparent. That is the birth control that I use and I have really enjoyed my experience on it. So I know I touched lightly on the role of stress, but when it comes to our hormones, this is something that I don't want you to forget. Paying attention to how we are 
managing and mitigating our stress levels. As cortisol increases, we talked about how estrogen increases, that causes inflammation, that causes thyroid to decrease. And if we have physique goals, which you likely do, we need to be paying attention to our stress buckets. We have so many different sources of stress these days. Could be, like I said, mineral and vitamin deficiencies, all the way to lifestyle, all the way to environmental, hormonal disruptors, like so many things. So if we're experiencing the effects of physically having too much stress, we need to offset that. We need to help our bodies heal. We have to understand we are not a human doing, we are human beings. It's okay to say no to things. It's good to have boundaries. We need to eat well, we need to fuel, pay attention to your macros and your micros. Eating whole foods, guys, is such a game changer. Helps our bodies cope with so much stress. Sleeping well and resting, getting in the sun, huge. Get outside, ground yourself. It helps regulate your circadian rhythm, which is affecting you know, your sleep, your hormones, everything. Getting adequate movement in. As much as over-exercising can be a stressor, being inactive is actually also a stressor. So get your steps in. Strength train a couple times a week. Be an active person, guys. That helps our bodies move that energy around. Um, and then also we don't want to, you know, forget that we can also regulate with others. And that might look like talking to someone. That might look like therapy. There is no shame or judgment here. But we have to have to offset chronic stress in order to heal. And this is deeper than just physically getting our lab results back and getting a gold star. We need to deal with what's going on and what caused those hormonal imbalances in the first place. So I hope that this was helpful, guys. If you have any questions or anything that I talked about today, or you are somebody who you want to take a deeper dive look at your health as a whole and your well-being, I am here to support you. So I want you to head over to my DMs. If you found this episode helpful, please go ahead and share this on your story. Tag me. Send to a friend. I would love to get to get your guys' feedback. Otherwise, I will catch you in the next episode. Oh,